tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back to another shift of the Geek's Watch. On this Easter Sunday, April Fool's Day, have you been tricked by anything today, John? Yes, I was given a cake pop that was in actuality a radish covered in chocolate. I still would have liked that. I like radishes. It was... It was the unexpectedness. I, I guess it would be the unexpectedness. So, what about you, uh, Brian? No, uh, nothing. I had my guard up every single time. I can't trust the internet. <laughs> Everyone's a liar today. So, I don't believe in anybody. I, I don't believe any of the articles I was looking at either today, but I did notice. like every I did click on a lot of them. Like, uh, Screen Rant had a whole bunch of joke articles. Like, they had uh, Ken, Ken Jeong cast as... Uh, adult short round for indiana jones 5 and then when you go to the source that they had it on there it, it, it would you click on it and it would say it would just a, a pic of uh, a guy saying uh april fool or something like that was there well they could have the real guy that played short round do it now and he'd still be age appropriate I, you know he would definitely be age appropriate i think that actor last i i remember is i think i think it's on the goonies commentary on the DVD, I think he became a uh, uh, entertainment lawyer. Oh yeah, well so. maybe, maybe Ken Watanabe or you know <laughs> he's available. <laughs> he just went real hardcore after indie. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, all right, yes, there was lots of cool things, and I know there was one cool thing that Google did this week that or this day. They're actually going to keep it going for a whole week, as I understand it. But what was it that you really enjoyed on this April Fool's Day? I was Brian. trying to find the local camel farm okay. here in Arizona, and then so when I looked it up, I went to show my girlfriend, and I was like, hey, look, there's a camel farm here, and then I looked again, and Waldo just popped up <laughs> in the side. I'm like, what's Waldo doing there? And she's like, click it. <laughs> so we clicked it, and then we ended up just, you get to play Where's Waldo on Google Maps this whole time now. Yeah, and as soon as you find him and... You can go on to the next place, they'll port you to the next place. Or you can sit there and find the other characters that you're allowed to yeah, find. And that's the thing. I didn't know there were other characters. Mm-hmm. There are other characters in the Where's Waldo universe. And I even pointed them out when I, I found the first character I saw was, what's, what's his nemesis name? It's 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 Waldo backwards, but there's like one, two letters that are transpicked. Oddlaw or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so I saw, hey, that guy looks like Waldo, but in different colors. She's like, it's probably his evil version. I found out, oh, he's an actual guy in the, in the Waldo universe. It's Neka Waldo. Neka. Yeah, that's what it is, Neka Waldo. Neka Scott. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I did. I also had some fun with that today, so that was a nice little uh, Easter egg. Hey, there you go. Mm. <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah. Well, let, let's go ahead and talk about that. We both, uh, all three of us went and saw Ready, Ready Player One this weekend. Mm. Um I just want to say, not going to get into any spoilers, just uh, how we felt about the movie. But I would say that the movie for me was was really rushed. Uh, it didn't seem like we were able to develop any of the characters real well. However, with that being said, that third act is phenomenal. I, I just thought everything about that third act was was everything I wanted out of the movie. Now, the movie to me is just a giant nostalgia bomb. It comes in throws everything that you could possibly have liked about the 80s and 90s and then dips out so they were just using our emotions i mean money oh yeah steven spielberg no knows it's like hey he probably planned this like 30 years ago it's like people are gonna <laughs> like my stuff i'm gonna bring it back I'm gonna and bring then it they're up. gonna love me again and there you go uh john what did you think of the movie i really liked a lot of it and there was a few things i kind of harped on that weren't necessarily bad I just felt like they could have been better. Okay. 
So I liked all the references. I kind of wish there were more. Uh, some of it felt a little ham-fisted. Others were pretty cool and clever. Uh, that third act with the big boss reveal was so cool, though. So overall, I got to say that I feel like it's flawed, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Hmm. And I kind of wish it was more of a serial than just a standalone movie because I, the one thing they do in the middle of the movie, the second uh, trial, I guess, or mm-hmm. the second uh, quest, was such a cool idea that I'd like to see more of that kind of thing in like a more spread out, like having the group go into different worlds or mm-hmm. different settings and then subverting the expectation I, or playing I, around with I, it. I do have to say that I'm severely surprised at who made this movie universal. Uh, Amblin. Yeah. Amblin. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm super, I'm, I'm honestly super, really surprised. Cause I really feel like if you read the book, you could split up all three trials, tests, whatever you want to call them into a movie in themselves. Mm-hmm. So they didn't do that, which is, you know, very surprising. However, I do feel that they left in this movie a way to make a sequel that to me was really obvious so i don't know but brian what did you think of the movie i felt like steven spielberg okay i liked the movie it's good it's just the beginning really just kind of annoyed me because i'm a gamer Uh i hear all the references it's like i felt I felt I felt like an old person was trying to explain to me what memes were. <laughs> That's what this was. It's like, okay, Steven Spielberg, tell me. Please tell me, what is an Easter egg? <laughs> That's the only spoiler I'm going to give. He's explaining what Easter egg is. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, we all know what Easter eggs. That, that was something that was very annoying to me. There was so much expository dialogue. Like, there was so much just like, this is what this is, and this is where we're going to do it, and this is how we're going to do said thing. And it's just like... Oh, you're just going to tell me stuff throughout this whole... Like, that's the whole first act, is just telling me stuff. It's like, all right, we get it. Show show us your Wreck-It Ralph world, Steven <laughs> That's all this... This is Wreck-It Ralph, but for a little more for adults. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very good way of putting it. But I... Uh, I liked Wreck-It Ralph. In Wreck-It Ralph, I actually cared for the characters. Yeah, I, I like the Street Fighter characters there. They were more involved. Like Zangief, <laughs> because he's a bad guy, but he's not a he's bad not, guy. He's not a bad guy. Uh, so yeah, there you go. The three of us enjoyed the movie. However, we did see it for its its flaws. It's it wasn't it wasn't over the top, but it felt very eighties watching it. And that's the one thing that's like the the whole premise of it is that you know the 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 guy um, the main guy had holiday you know was obsessed with the eighties because that's when he grew up was in the eighties mm. and. Uh, all this, the rest of the world is supposed to be obsessed with the '80s because he was obsessed with the '80s. So, and everybody's obsessed with what he's obsessed with because he's the creator of the Oasis. But then you have so many things that are not from the '80s, like you, Halo shows up. That's not the '80s. Yeah. Uh, I can't really say many other things without without giving it spoilers. But there's so many things that are like okay like the it's in the trailer so it's not a spoiler but the harley quinn that shows up she's oh, yes. she's wearing an outfit from arkham asylum which is you know way past that's late 2000s there's also it's in the trailer too they have the overwatch characters they have tracer all over the place yeah see no that's items. 2015 right there it's right well the whole world is not 80s nostalgia it's just a part of it and that's what the creator of the oasis was obsessed with but it was basically a open p- playground for anybody to right it's like back. minecraft you can yeah. go in there and you can make whatever you want to mod you can mod and I felt like this movie was really just the exploration of trying to convince the world to become as obsessed with everything that the creator was obsessed with so that they could relate to him because in while he was alive, he couldn't relate to anybody. And Well, not just that. I mean, well, I mean, that might have been the reason why Halliday, you know, uh, made the, wor- the world the way he did. But, I mean, everybody's obsessed with what he's obsessed with because they're trying to win his money. Which was kind of sneaky. I was like, man, if you want people to like you, don't put them through this kind of ringer. Or it doesn't matter because you're dead. <laughs> or is he? Well, I mean, in the sense of the word, yes. <laughs> we can get into oh, the whole di- right. digital you're, debate again. <laughs> you don't believe in AI. Lives matter. It's right. They don't. 
<laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're racist towards robots. <laughs> programs. I'm racist towards programs. If there's an actual robot. What runs a robot? <laughs> Look, if you it's got John, a, if you have Johnny Five, who has his own soul, obviously he goes beyond his programming. Then I'm all for it. Yeah, your mother was a snowblower. And, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's get into some geek news. I went personal there. I'm sorry. You did. It hurt. <laughs> There's a tear coming out. Oh man! Did you know that it is the 30th anniversary of? Beetlejuice. Oh, man. Don't say it two more times. <laughs> I mean, I loved the movie. Did, and I, I didn't realize that, like, Michael Keaton's only in that movie, like, 20 minutes, I heard. I think even less than that. It's even less than that? Like, like, like 12 or something. Like that. Yeah, that's crazy. He's such a small part of a movie that he has top billing on. And he's the title character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the original, much darker ending to that movie, Lydia Dietz... Uh, dies and uh, she spends the afterlife with the Maitlands. See, I feel like a movie like Beetlejuice would have a hard time getting done today because it's such a bonkers, zany story that even to this day, I can't fully unpack everything that's going on. <laughs> There's so many weird references to things that just get glossed over, like sandworms and Saturn. I'm like, yeah, I, I want to know, know about Saturn that. Thing, yeah. Why are there sandworms in Saturn? Why is Saturn both a planet and another dimension, apparently? <laughs> I think, how does that tie into the afterlife? I think, uh, who, Tim Burton's brain, uh, man. I was going to say, I think whoever wrote it or put that in there, maybe Tim Burton was just obsessed with Dune. Maybe. Just, <laughs> but with the supernatural and twisted element to it, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, there was just... It's one of those movies where I feel like they did a really great job at like downplaying the mythology behind it. Because it's even to this day, thirty years later, it's still interesting as hell. And you know what was the? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but the the animated show that came afterwards. I did watch that show. Oh where, man, I love that. Where show. Lydia, you know, and Beetlejuice are best friends the and buddies, yeah. And she just hangs out in the afterworld, afterlife world. With she has him. her own special wardrobe from when she goes into. The yeah. Afterlife. When I, started, I, I, there was a phase where I kind of, I'm still into that gothic vibe, but yeah, it, it was kind of like the phase of like the gothic dark new wave era like back in the 80s and 90s it was 90s. the gateway for hot topic yeah pretty much yeah it, it was the it was the stepping stone before uh, nightmare before christmas it, yeah it, it created my my childhood crush on winona Ryder. <laughs> and when i still look at her in stranger things i, I still look at her like she's still very beautiful <laughs> other than edward scissorhands did he put her in anything else I think those are the only yeah, two. I think that's it. Okay. Then he replaced her with someone. Because I noticed that he uses like certain girls. Well, he does. He, he uses certain actors all the yeah. time. Like his at one time wife, Helen and Bob Carter's in a lot of his movies. Johnny Depp's obviously in a lot of his movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl that was in his Alice in Wonderland, I think, is in a couple of his movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Mia Wadislaska or whatever her name is. I can't yeah. Wazikowska. Yeah. Wazikowski, yeah. Waska, whatever. Uh, so Bratislava. What do you think? Of, what do you think of that darker ending where Lydia died? How did she die? Uh, it doesn't really say. It just says that uh, she. Uh, it was his interview with Yahoo. I want to say the writer's interview with right Yahoo, and he says uh, it's just that she in the original darker ending she's supposed to died and go and lived in the afterlife with the Maitlands. Who made the choice not to kill her off? Don't know. Hmm. I should have looked closer at the article. Oh, no. that's okay. <laughs> now I'm interviewing you. Ah, well. <laughs> well, I do remember the reading a long time ago that the final version that ended up on screen was heavily edited because Tim Burton wanted to add more of his style to it. So I kind of wonder, like, what does the original version of that script look like? It I... was one of his first movies, too. Mm-hmm. But he didn't write it. That no, was... no, no, no. But his first directing movies. No, it was the second. I said one of the first. Yeah. So, yeah, his second one. What was the movie before that? Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Was Pee-wee's Big Adventure before that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Pee-wee's was like 85. Beetlejuice was like 87. Hmm. I'm trying to look through through IMDb right now. I'm like, I'm cheating. I'm cheating right now. (laughs) It's cool. What was the first article you wanted to talk about, John? Man, I don't even know anymore. (laughs) Uh, John Hamm was apparently going to be, for one hot minute, in the New Mutants movie. That is interesting, and I have heard that it was supposed to be Mr. Sinister, which was yep. already alluded to in uh, the last X-Men movie, uh, Apocalypse. 
Yes. So when at the the end credit scene for that movie, when uh, the kids at, went well in the, earlier in the movie, the kids went to the Weapon X project, and that's where they see Wolverine in his Weapon X uh, alkali lake. Yeah, you know, uh, outfit with the helmet and all that stuff. Afterward, the, the end credit scene is a corporate a bunch of corporate guys coming in, seeing all the dead bodies, going to a secret panel, taking out the blood tests that are there, and putting it into a case. The blood test obviously says X-23 in that, which you can say alludes to Logan. Maybe it doesn't because those two worlds don't exist in the same place any, at all. Who knows? But the case itself says Essex Corpse, which is Nathaniel Essex is the uh, alias or other name or secret identity of Mr. Sinister. So this, if he was supposed to play Mr. Sinister or Nathaniel Essex, Dr. Nathaniel Essex, that would have been tying the two movies together. But it doesn't seem like that's what happened anymore. No. Apparently, now that the movie's been pushed back, what, over a year now? Yeah. So Fox has now moved uh, Dark Phoenix from when it was supposed to come out to February of next year. Mm-hmm. And then, because it went from November to February. And then who, what was in February was New Mutants, which was already supposed to come out this April, got moved to ne- February of next year, is now getting moved to... August of 2019. So that's getting pushed back even further. Whichever, yeah. Whatever's going on over there, Fox and their X-Men <laughs> properties at this moment is uh, a little bit uh, weird. I heard a rumor, and I haven't confirmed it because I was basically just figuring it was clickbait, but I heard that the reasoning for that is that the execs want to make heavy changes to the overall movie based on the success of It. Okay. What? Yeah, because they have said that New Mutants is doing a whole bunch of reshoots because they want to make it scarier. Scarier. Uh, then they also said they're going to be they were adding in new characters. Uh, that's why they're doing those reshoots, and that might be the reason why they took out John Hamm's character because he wasn't scary enough. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> he's kind of goofy though. Uh, yeah. He well, he is a pretty funny like actor. Like he he does a lot better. In, or not doesn't yeah, a I lot can't better. Take him seriously, he's a scary guy. Maybe as like a like a corporate jerk because of Madman. Because <laughs> yeah. of Madman. But then when I saw him in the Unstoppable Amy Schumer, wait, not Amy Schumer, Amy a- Schmidt. Amy Schmidt. Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, I'm confused. Unbreakable about. Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable Kimmy. Yeah, I don't know words right now. Yeah, he was like he was an evil piece of crap in that show. But he's funny. But he's funny. <laughs> Now I'm just thinking Mr. Sinister is like, oh, oh, oh hey, guys, I like to make clones. <laughs> I would assume that it would be a lot like his character in Sucker Punch. I don't know if you remember. I mean, he, he doesn't have much of a character in that. He just comes in and gives the the, the girl a lobotomy and then walks out. But Oh, really? He just comments on how weird that was. That he was like, oh, it's like she wanted me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, but, yeah. Now, I think the other funny thing is that uh, Jessica Chastain, who is supposed to have a character, a secret character in uh, Dark Phoenix... Her character is supposedly supposed to be Lady Sinister. Oh, I want to say, oh, maybe, is it Madeline Pryor coming from the future and and talking to young Jean Grey? Yeah, it's I mean, like you need to bone Scott so I can be born and come back and talk to you. No, that's not right. Because that would be like a paradox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot going on. And then do you take into account that from what it sounds like Disney? Uh, cut the Deadpool animated series from FXX, which Donald Glover was supposed to write and show run. That's garbage. Like, what, the the show or the fact that they... That they, they had to cut it. They That's cut it out, yeah. Like, I I don't know what's going... I mean, I don't know if Disney's, like, like putting their foot down on some of this stuff because they, they're like, well, it's going to be our property here soon, or what's going on? Well, from what I was reading about the Deadpool thing, it sounds like Donald Glover wasn't pulling any punches... Oh was, no! Have you seen the leak footage? Yeah, yeah. They, the, the screen test. They definitely uh, were not. Uh, I mean, they were definitely keeping the spirit of the movie in there. And as a cartoon, I think that would have caused a conflict. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Archer is on FXX, and they, it's kind of raunchy out there too. Yeah, but I feel like, like again, with Disney being involved in some capacity, they're like, "Nah, we're not doing that." Look, I, I, I you hear this a lot. Like people keep. Throwing it out there like Disney's getting their hands on things and they're going to just make it all Disney-fied and stuff. It's like Disney owns a lot. Like they make movies that are out there. Miramax was owned by Disney and they made fucking uh, some crazy shit. 
So well, I think that was more because of Weinstein being involved in it. <laughs> well, I mean that's also true, <laughs> but uh, it's it's. I'm just saying Disney knows w- what makes what money. Like they haven't. I mean, they haven't ruined X Men. They didn't go and ruin or not X Men, but uh, the Marvel Studio stuff. I, I wouldn't say. Well, I think that's because they trust Feige. Maybe Donald Glover snuck in a joke in the cartoon about Song of the South, and they're like, oh, we don't need that. Maybe, but it's just weird. It was just a weird thing for them just to drop it all of a sudden. Out of the, I guess there's also some rumors about like a Taylor Swift thing out there. Like, I heard about that. There's like an episode that was going to be making fun of Taylor Swift or, or using Taylor Swift, and that's Taylor one of the Swift reasons. that powerful to be upset about it? Be like, no Deadpool jokes for me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have not read any of the articles that had it, to talk about that. It's hard to tell what's real life and what isn't anymore. Somebody apparently bit Beyonce's face the other day. I'm like, that that can't be real. Yeah, yeah. did you not hear that? Tiffany Haddish, the comedian, uh, said she was at a party. She tweeted out, she's like, I'm at a party and Beyonce's here and someone just came up and bit Beyonce's face. Like, wow. like a playful bite kind of thing. Like, but is like, this how the zombie apocalypse begins? <laughs> And uh, it was a big thing that went through, like, Hollywood and the gossip sites all last week. And they were just like, who bit Beyonce? Like, hashtag, who bit Beyonce? <laughs> kind oh, of wow. thing. And uh, I think the consensus came out that it was Sanaa Lengtham, the actress. But she got on her social media and was like, it's not, it, it wasn't me. <laughs> but if it was me, it would have been a love bite, like, kind of thing. So, mm. <laughs> see, I was thinking like, yeah, I, I I did see like a thumbnail. It's like Beyonce got bit. And I thought it was like one of those like, like I said, I did not trust anything on the internet. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be one of those like, who would bite Beyonce? Who would get that close to her? <laughs> Jay Z would punch that guy in the face. I was thinking it was to be like a crazy guy, like, like a, Flo- a crazy fan. Florida man bites Beyonce's face. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Florida man on bath salts. <laughs> uh. Okay, let me move on to something else. Uh, Narco star Pedro Pascal or Game of Thrones star, as we love we love him here. Uh, Pedro Pascal has been cast in a key role, uh, quotes key role in Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman sequel. Um, Hades. Do you think it's you think it could be Hades? Well, I'm extrapolating from key role. He's the gatekeeper. There's somebody in hell. She wants to go see Trevor. She has to go through Hades. So it wouldn't be hell. It would be like well, the, the Elysian Fields. The yeah. River Sticks or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's cool. I could see that. I, I don't... I mean, I guess it's kind of a key role. I've heard... I've heard Demias or Demasis or something like oh, yeah, that. the son of Ares. The son of yeah. Ares. Mm-hmm. I myself threw out there Jason, which would be her twin brother. Um, I also think it could be interesting. And I, this is really far out there. But... What would you think of him as Hal Jordan? What if they introduce the Green Lanterns in the Wonder Woman sequel? That would be interesting, but I don't see him as Hal Jordan. Why not? He's cocky. I mean, <laughs> look, look at the Red Viper. That's true, yeah. But but Hal Jordan is, doesn't... I mean, I'm not the most versed in Green Lantern. I think I'd definitely hand that over to uh, Franey, one of our other collaborators, but... I never got the impression from what I've seen of Hal Jordan that he was cocky. I've always felt like he was just like the ultimate Boy Scout, even more so than Superman. No, I mean, maybe in just maybe that's I've your interpretation. In. But I've always seen him as cocky. I've never seen him as the Boy Scout. Like he know he's like he's kind of like got his own moral code thing. Like he's he's not as bad as Wolverine to the point where you know it's okay to kill. But like he's he doesn't follow the law. He follows his own moral code thing. Like to me, that's the way I always see it. And look, don't get me wrong. How Jordan is a great Green Lantern. He's a great hero and stuff. But he's a terrible person. Like he <laughs> he literally is. He's not. He's I like not the term garbage he's, people. Yeah. He's kind of a douche. Oh okay. Like he's he's so he's many a things frat are boy. Making sense now. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you. I, I don't know. I just I just think I think he'd make a, a really great Hal Jordan. Uh but if you vouch for him, I'm I'm sold. I think that I, I think that they definitely are gonna go with Pedro Pascal as a as maybe uh one of the, the gods because he's and this is a weird thing to say about him, but he's got that look that's very much 
ethnic. Like he can be other races. It doesn't matter. Like it's oh, like the there's rock. A, there's a term people use for me. I, I look ethnically ambiguous. Yes, he's ethnically <laughs> ambiguous. And yeah, I can see that or for you like, too. Could he be African? Or could he be Middle Eastern or Latin? Yep. What the he, hell is he? You got a little black in you? Yeah, a little blue. That's all. That's all kind of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see that. Like, like he's well, he's done that. I mean, he's obviously he's in Narcos. He's playing Hispanic and. And, uh, he played a cowboy in uh, Kingsman Two, Kingsman, yeah. oh, and he yeah. plays uh, he in Game of Thrones. That's kind of Middle Eastern and Spanish thrown together. Yeah, Portuguese maybe. Yeah, so he's got all the he's he's got that ethnic ambiguity. Makes, ambiguity. When I heard that, if, yeah, somebody once asked if I was black when I was younger. <laughs> And then somebody thought I was Filipino for the longest time. And I'm like, where the hell are you people getting this? Um, My whole life, it's always been Hispanic, Native, uh, Hawaiian, Samoan, and eventually it gets to Asian, which I am half Thai, so yeah. it's weird. Jungle Asian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what, I mean, do you do you have any other speculations on who he could be playing? Um, who's that one dude that is like a jungle man in the DC universe? A jungle man. Yeah, he wears like a little tiny loincloth and a, like a mask. Oh my goodness. Uh, I forget what his name is, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's Bawan, ba, 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 like Beast or something yes, like that. Yes, I think that's him. Yeah. yeah. How about him? Wannabe. Kinda, yeah. He's like... Yeah. He's like the Aquaman, but for the animals. Oh. So he can like communicate with he talks animals, to animals. Basically, yeah. Land uh, animals. <laughs> Land animals. I think he can't talk to fish ones. Like that's out of his jurisdiction. Oh. What did you did you have any speculation? Did you want to throw out there? I don't know much about the DC universe. Okay. I'm just I'm growing to know about it. The other thing that I wanted to throw out there with the whole Hal Jordan thing is because I just wanted to be like like someone would introduce like would be introducing Hal Jordan to Wonder Woman or to Diana and be like, oh, I want you to meet this test pilot or this pilot who works for the Air Force and he's kind of a spy kind of thing. And she'd be like, you know, Steve? And then all of a sudden it's Hal. And she's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) So I just thought that would be interesting. Sad boner. Did you have uh, another article? Yes. Uh, Emily Blunt has stated that Tom Cruise has asked her if she would be interested in reprising her role in Edge of Tomorrow. That really surprises me. I would I would expect them not to be going forward with the movie without her. Like I mean, I mean, no. How could they go forward with a sequel to that movie without her? Without the the she's uh, like the champion of the the world in yeah, that story. What was her name? It was the yeah. She was like sergeant. No, or she was captain. I think she was a captain. Yeah, I think she was a captain. It was like the the Angel of Versailles or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. She was a badass is what she was. She really was, but she was a badass because she got stuck in the time loop, which yeah. eventually he became too. I don't I just don't see how they could Well, I mean, I would imagine that if they were going to work around her, it would just be the same thing happened but somewhere else and she's just not there. I mean, there's no reason why they two have to be intrinsically connected I, for it to happen. And I guess the, technically if how that movie ends uh, with him going back to the port where he's getting off the helicopter, uh, yeah. So he technically never met. She her. would have never. She yeah. would have never met him. Like he still has the memory, but she she wouldn't have any of the memory of meeting him. So I mean, he would just have to go through the whole thing all over again of explaining from the beginning and that it, they finally broke the loop, so it's not happening anymore, and this is like a whole new world, or right. Whatever. But um, I mean, it's like. How would you make a sequel to Groundhog's Day? You know, like it's the same thing. So where yeah, would but you, you pick it up from? You couldn't make a sequel to Groundhog's Day without Annie McDowell's character. I would argue that you couldn't do it without the Groundhog. But okay. <laughs> uh, you know, there was something else that came out about her recently. Emily Blunt. She said something about uh, no one ever offered her a role, like a role that everybody thought had been offered to her. That came out this week, and she's like, "No, no one ever offered that role to me." I can't remember what it is now. I think it was a superhero movie. Oh, yeah, Captain Marvel. Ah, she, yes. Yeah, because she was one of the heavily rumored actresses to play Carol Danvers at one point. And, uh, and when it went to Brie Larson, a lot of people were like, oh, we really thought it was going to be Emily Blunt. But no, it was. she says it was never offered to her. So that's interesting. She doesn't look like Captain Marvel. Neither does uh, Brie Larson to me, but... Yeah. 
So she looks closer to it, though. Like, who would you see as Captain Marvel? As Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Uh, I think I, I remember there were a few names that were thrown out there that I thought was. Oh, I think I think Charlie Theron would have been a really great Carol Danvers. Yeah, see. she's just. I mean, not to. She's a big tall lady. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to insult her or anything. I just feel like she was just a little bit on the older side for what they were going to, you know, they're going to use her for. They're going to be a whole, you know, a whole string of movies. But she just did Atomic Blonde. She obviously can, she can handle herself. So, mm. yeah, I, I think Charlie's She looks down. good all beat up and bruised. I got to give her that. <laughs> You've got a weird fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I like to beat my women. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me feel strong. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about was a show that we talk, we talk about on here, Westworld. So Westworld season two, a new trailer came out. We got to see a lot of the aftermath of the the party that was in the last episode. Um, definitely looks like Do- the Dorothy Dolores. Sorry, <laughs> Dolores. Dolores is uh, taking a more driver's seat in her 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 future and uh, the future of Westworld. And we got to see more of Shogun World. And uh, we also saw young Jimmy. So we're definitely going to see more flashbacks. Be interesting to see, yeah, what happened afterwards. Or not Jimmy. Jimmy's the name of the actor. So the man in black, I forget what it is. It's still James, isn't it? Was it James? Okay. I believe so. Fair enough. Not James Black or anything, but... Well, the actor's name... Oh, no, it was William, wasn't it? William, thank you, yeah. Because Jimmy Jimmy Simpson is the... Billy was what they called him. Yeah. So that's why we didn't didn't know it was the same person for a while. Uh, But, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, we're going to see young William uh, more. So there's definitely going to be some flashbacks or whatever's going on in Dolores' head. Uh, it, you did bring up, Brian, that there was a cool oh, little was Easter egg. An Easter egg in that new trailer. Yeah. I, I haven't I heard about this. I haven't seen it yet, but I like finding these things. Um, where they leave like really deep hidden messages or code or some kind of like... Uh, Someone finds out there's a QR code, but there's a scene on that trailer where they're on the beach. Mm-hmm. It's the first scene. Yeah, and then like there, you got people communicating, showing the map. But there's a communication box or some kind of like a military style communication box with a barcode, not a barcode, but some kind of sci-fi looking strip of like black and white patterns. Apparently, somebody noticed that some sort of binary or some kind of QR code that stretched out, and it led them to a website. That looked like a commercial for the West Delos. World. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I like stuff like that. Like uh, Overwatch, the video game company, uh, the video game that, that's been kind of popular for the past year and a half. <laughs> uh, there's a character there named Sombra, and she's supposedly like some kind of hacker. And when the game first came out, she kind of left her signature around the game, and then people found out like, they will notice, like, during the uh, trailers for Overwatch, there'll be, like, little glitches or something weird going on at the end of the end of the trailers. And then they notice, it's like, no, there's a QR code. There's, like, weird binary stuff going on. It was a trail to send you to your... So it gets the the fans really into what the heck's going on here in this, this little show. And so I see them doing it in Westworld. And I heard that they did the same thing in some previous trailer like last season or yeah yeah a lot of the a lot of the augmented reality or supplemental stuff happens with the delos website and stuff like that the the overseeing company and you can find extra stuff there i like that i like it when studios make you work harder for your content <laughs> nobody likes that i love it because <laughs> like you can find something that not many other people know that was a what was that movie southland tales did a lot of that i don't know if you remember that. ai did it too did it yes oh. it had a really complex murder mystery you had to go into like the source code of the web page wow and there was like hidden html links that like apparently led to nowhere but if you put them all together it took you to like these different websites and these different uh whatever these other things were this is like late 90s so it wasn't as high tech back then but um yeah there was a it, it would be links and articles on newspapers about research and interesting stuff that all led to like oh it can ai actually uh you know kill a human being or whatever like do they really have thoughts of their own or is it just programming and i was like oh that's kind of interesting and i think ultimately it didn't even factor into the final movie 
because I remember watching the movie and just being like, why did I sit through this whole thing? And the 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 Dark Knight did a lot of AR too. The Dark Knight's AR was awesome, mm. especially when they kicked it off at Comic Con that right. year. Yeah, San Diego oh, Comic Con. I was there. I saw the skywriting, the skywriting. with the hahas. Mm-hmm. The vans that would kidnap people that figured out the riddles and came back with Joker masks like they were part of the crew. That was a fun year. Um, but uh, did you have another article? Uh, my last one, just a real quick one. They released a teaser image of uh, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves. That's right. In the photo booth. That's right. The, the, the third Bill and Ted's movie is closer than we expected like it Good. they've been working on it for the last we've talked about it a few times on this podcast yeah. and they've been working on it quite a bit and it sounds like yeah it sounds like it's we might be getting something here pretty soon yeah it's happening yeah. we'll be goldberg's in it i don't know why i just i saw an interview what's that british guy he has like all the celebrities sitting on the same bench oh um graham Nor- yeah, graham norton that, that goofy graham and they're all drinking and talking shit and whatever and they Keanu Reeves was talking about, yeah, we're trying to do a, a Bill and Ted 3, and so they're trying to give some ideas, and Whoopi Goldberg was sitting next to him and was like, can I be on this? It sounds really good. <laughs> I was like, oh, please, I would love to see Whoopi Goldberg in it. I could see her as replacing like John Carlin's character of Rufus. Like, not being Rufus, but like uh, being... The guide. Yeah, the new guide, oh, basically. Yeah, because yeah, she did it in Star Trek. Well, and that, and she she was in the the second season of Star Trek: The Next Generation because of her love for Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a big sci fi fan, so that's and I like Whoopi Goldberg. Do you? Yeah, I don't know why. I do, I just do. Is, I, is is it a childhood thing? Like you you really into Jumping Jack Flash and? It's the complete lack of eyebrows. Yes. Yeah, I'm into that. Are you? I wish I was. What's his name? What's her husband's Ted name? Dancing? Ted Danson. Well, Danson. yeah, he's not her husband anymore. But oh, at one point, they did date. I do like black girls. So. Okay. They well, actually were together. I thought yeah. it was just for that movie. No, no, they were actually together for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Uh, now, now he's married to Marge Hulgenberger. Because height. Yep. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, I think that's everything that everybody wanted to talk about. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Good. Okay, let's get into our Altered Carbon. Um, episode 6, The Man with the Face, or Man with My Face, if you can talk correctly. So, uh, it's, it's been Easter. Easter. It's, I can't. The, I it's Easter the Easters. The Easters. Uh, what did you, um, you guys think of this episode overall? Uh, coming off of two very... Heavy episodes, I feel, four and five. What did you think going into this episode? I didn't think I could like Ortega anymore, and now she's a sexy cyborg. <laughs> I, my whole panic from the last episode where it's like, what's happening? I don't like any of this. Stop it. Stop it. It's like the the panic has resided, and now I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, she's better now. Oh, she's, she's enhanced. <laughs> oh, man. She, she's beating the crap out of her boss. I do have to say that I have to the 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 medical the medical field the the medical advancements in the future are pretty amazing. I mean, she was literally dying, and an hour later, or you know, a couple hours later, she's getting out of the bed and and walking out of the hospital, kind of thing. You know, but she's that's with, if you with got brand the new. Yeah, you know, obviously, yes. Which I thought was kind of cool. Well, it was also kind of funny where she's dying in his hands. And she's like, you got to put her hand on the thing, so she's got the money. And so Which she... I thought was weird because being a cop, you would think that that shit would be taken care of. Yeah, but, but it still goes off of how much have money a she has. Pretty bad HMO. But I, yeah, I guess. But I, I kind of thought that she. It was funny that she was denied, and he was just like, "Yeah, well." <laughs> so obviously, it's DNA, not just like fingerprint thing, like yeah. the lady made you think. Oh man, but I, I thought that was like a big old like "fuck you, lady." And I, I kind of feel like that's shit that goes on like right now yeah and, and like that's why we relate to it yeah the more things change the more they stay like, the same okay so i take my dog to the vet and he's got tumors on him did you spit on this counter and well, that's what... i felt like doing that because everyone charged me like over like a grand and a half to take out a tumor when i found another vet he took it out for 250 oh nice so go to mexicali and they'll take it out for 50 bucks yeah and i was like <laughs> I, I won't spend that much on me <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of people will tend to spend a lot more on their dogs than they will on themselves. So, but uh, speaking of this, the 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 episode, though, um, the the idea that he went with the um, robotic arm instead of getting her a new sleeve, 
he even later on talks about, you know, to Elliot that, you know, getting her a new sleeve. He doesn't know if getting her a new sleeve would have been okay because she's not religious, even though she did grow up religious. So wh- what do you think? Do you think she would have been upset about that? I think or? he did it for her family. Okay. Well, obviously, yeah, the the mom. Maybe for her family and not for her. Okay. So are you in consensus too, John, that she would have... She prefers the the robotic arm over a new sleeve. Well, she, I mean, obviously, at first she didn't, but I think that I think he, she was just upset that she almost died. Yeah, and that he lied to her, saying that. Uh, oh yeah, that a, a bad a mood a mood was, that he was fine, you know, in order to kind of get her distracted. Samir, Samir, yeah, yeah, that's who it is. And uh, her partner, yeah, right, Samir yeah. Abood. Samir, oh, whatever. Okay, backwards, forwards. Yeah. Anyways. Well, he's not going to be here, here anymore. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was more of just different things pissing her off. The fact that the guy was right there and it he escaped through their fingers. They lost, the, what's his name? Um, Demi. Demi. Demi, yeah. Demi, 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 Demi the, the twin. twin. And yes, the, the ghost. Uh, yes. The, the believer. The Asian ghost, the guy who isn't seen by electronics. The real killer, and um, <laughs> yeah, I think he did the right choice in not resleeving her, because it's like I'm not sure if he she'd be okay with it. It would fix it in an instant, and had she fully died, I'm sure he would have had no choice but to resleeve but her. Here's the other thing: How would you feel if Ortega got resleeved to another person? As a as a viewer, as a fan of the show, I would have missed her. Yeah. <laughs> It's like no, I, I it's like not, looking at her. But it's like not this. like there is a, a shortage of hot bodies in this show, though. The True. next body, the but next sleeve, I, probably I would have been hot heart. too. I have some heart for Ortega, even though she's a hot-headed Mexican chick, and I get tired of that shit all the time. <laughs> There's still it's like I, I, I can't. It, it's kind of like okay, she's just too much from her. But I, I, I don't want her to go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, that spiciness has addicting. But yeah. So, uh, yes, the, 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 the real killer and uh, the Demi, Demi the twin, they, they're getting away. But then he turns to him and says something to the effect of, uh, are you a believer? Now, the other two times that we've seen someone him say that to somebody, they, those people ended up dying. That's your cue to run. Um, that's what he that's did. what he did. So he knew that was his cue to run. Now he made it to, I would assume, is some kind of safe house that he'd set up before. Pulls out a box that has some stuff gear for himself. Makes a phone call and and then makes an agreement. And uh, assuming his stack is then remotely wiped or uploaded, uh, so that he can be up put into a whole new body. Uh, then it just happens to be the body, the clone body of Takashi's original body. Yeah, because I think he was making the deal with the owner of the Fight Club, the Headroom, Max Headroom, Max Headroom. Yeah, <laughs> I forget what his actual what, what his well, I forget what his actual name is and what his name in the in the show is. Yeah, I I, I was I had notes on this and I didn't bring them. <laughs> well, but like he's got like a one word name. They're not doing you any good. Not here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sucking at this show today. Frewer. I'm just here to talk. Frewer, Frewer, Frewer. Fru- oh, I, Matt Frewer is I, his his real name. I have a tough time pronouncing those series of letters in that order. <laughs> Frewer, Frewer, Frewer. Yeah, yeah. Matt Frewer plays Carnage. That's Carnage. Right. See one word. One word. Yes. It, I just got associated with the symbiote, and then I'd be like, oh yeah. There you go. He, actually, he would have made a great Cassidy back in the day. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. So. I was really surprised. Like, even though we they showed us that body like two episodes before, three episodes before, I was honestly surprised that that's the body that he ended up going into. And he even Demi being in the body used that to his advantage psychologically to be like, oh, I know that this is one of your ex sleeves, so this is probably fucking with your mind. But I don't think he realized that it was fucking with his mind. Even more so because it's his original body. It reminded me of the time that... Uh, that you had to fight yourself? No. No. Oh. It reminded me of the time that Conor McGregor was seen wearing the jersey of the basketball player that Mayweather's wife had an affair with. And I'm like, ooh, that's fighting some dirty <laughs> psychological game right there. 
Um, but the when Demi was in that body, he lost his Russian accent. I think this Asian dude was trying to do... At some points, it did seem like he was trying to do... So do you think that was a choice by the actor to not learn a Russian accent? Or he just couldn't do it? Or I think I think he just couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. Or was that a commentary that the writer's throwing out there that there's still the muscle memory of that Asian actor's like voice, vocal cords, and tongue not being able to... He's like, this is my Japanese accent trying to do Russian accent. <laughs> oh, what, do you, what do you think, Kovac? I kill like you with your, Schwarzenegger. with your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is Because I felt like it sounded very Schwarzenegger it's sometimes. ethnically ambiguous accent. He's like, what are you? So He's been one too many people. I, I, that's got to fuck with your brain, too, though. I mean, being so many different people. Obviously, they, we, they've said that in the show, that you go crazy if you keep jumping bodies. And we come to find out a little bit more about Demi the Twin, that from whoever that guy is, the the black guy that he ends up with, or the one that... Uh, there, somehow he like works for him. Somehow. Right. And uh, he said that, I don't know why you keep calling him your brother. He's not your brother. He's just a clone of yourself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. keeps calling him out on it, that. It's a, it's a copy of his stack, basically. Yeah. It's a copy yeah. of his stack. And and John would have you believe that now that he's a co- he's got his own copy, he's creating his own memories. So thus, he's his own person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's so hard to accept about that. It's whether or not... I Actually, I accept that. That Oh, okay. That I, 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 well, I can steps. go with. <laughs> Uh, but I do think that, uh, that, uh, yeah, that this, the character of Demi is interesting, but now we don't have to worry about him anymore. It makes me sad because I kinda wanna see him at out. the end of the fight in the, the fight drone, is that what it's called? A fight dome? Fight dome? I thought it was drone. Something. Anyways, either way. Battle drone. <laughs> did we watch this episode? <laughs> uh, we did. I just, we just feel so. It's Easter holidays, like killing us it's, right now. You know, and it, I had a lot of alcohol. This oh, <laughs> this episode, I don't know. It just didn't capture me as much as the other two episodes did. So that's why I feel like I'm a little out of it. Well, interestingly, we were talking about how the previous episode felt like it kind of skimped a little on the budget, and it felt a little more plain than the usual ones. Mm-hmm. This one, I felt like, like holy shit! It started with like a badass kind of Blade Runner esque. Uh, rush through the city you see flying mm-hmm. cars as he's rushing to the hospital and i was like this looks pretty badass like you but know then how did it end off for you then it just kind of peter off a little bit yeah but i did get a little i did like the fight scene though yeah, the, the fight, fight scene was pretty badass yeah um, with the you think island about... of dr moreau creatures yeah. what do you think about uh homegirls like hello brother oh yeah when fucking priya shows yeah up. where the hell did that come from like, how did that even, what, what, like, was there any setup for that, even being working in the background of this whole thing? Like, I've seen the well, whole thing. We've seen the character. We've seen the character. We've seen the actress, I should, I should say. We've seen the character as a child. No, we saw her in the, like, when he was learning how to be interrogated or how to get out of interrogation. Like, she was there at the at the well. I guess that's true. And I, I, I know we've seen her one other time before uh, that. When he was having his flashback of, yeah. Uh, but see that holding the journal. Obviously, that's crazy. I mean, it's not that crazy because clone well, bodies and halluc- stuff like that. Yeah, uh, hallucination. That's true. It was a hallucination when he threw so, the. Like up until now, we had no idea if she was even still alive. But this hallucination started shooting people and cutting them up. <laughs> <laughs> and and the fact that we saw a clone body of his original body, this obviously could more than likely is going to be a clone body of hers that she just keeps cloning and and putting her stack into. So this is a sister of. Kovacs, who's been alive as long as he is now. Well, it, well, I mean, technically, I would say longer, longer since he had a three hundred year gap that he was frozen. Or, when she said brother, did she mean she was the sister of Riker? Riker. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's that's a whole nother fucking yeah. Because now we don't know. rock to throw in there. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. I mean, he knows, but he's not going to tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and eat my ice. <laughs> Stone face. Over so, here. Uh, viewers love that. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I don't think anybody's viewing this. Oh, they're watching it through their ears. Oh, their mind's eye. <laughs> I sounded like Scott Pilgrim there. <laughs> I had it in my mind's eye. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, that was a crazy way to end the episode and for her to come in with, the, I would assume, other Resistance characters, which makes me think that will we be seeing a real-life Falconer body at some point? That's her name, right? Falconer? Falconer. I, I always mess up her first name, but Falconer's her last name. I, and that's just the... lean envoy terrorist. It's uh, Quelcress. Kel- yeah. Quelcress. But yeah, that's just an odd name. Falconer is a real odd name. So, uh, I mean, we saw more of her and his hallucination with her, so... Actually, that was some pretty good dialogue. I did like that. It kind of explained... I was going to mention this, because you were talking about, like, the whole why is he preserving her stack and her preserving her her sleeve and so he's having these hallucination conversations with himself with falconer I always, I, we just said her name quill chris kill chris falconer yeah and i like some of the dialogue where it's like oh you're knowing her by first name basis now that's not good <laughs> and it's like oh man these are like conversations i felt like i've related to in the past with certain girls i met in my life where it's like oh man Oh, I'm getting too attached to this one. That's bad news. You named the puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just like that dialogue. Like, why is he making these decisions, and why is he? And there's a reason for it. He's trying to preserve her sleeve to men, to keep that relationship with her family. Because apparently, you can see that there's something that's important about family. It, well, and as soon as his mother, her mother sees him, she comes up and fucking slaps him again. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's okay. It's the Ortega women are taking it out on me today. So, yeah. uh, Which reminds me, uh, another big part of the episode, we find out that her Ortega's boss is not on the up and up. Nope. Like, even after he had his conversation with Bancroft's lawyer, I think, I don't, I don't remember what her name is. I just remember her from Bones, but, uh, you know, they had this big argument out in the middle of the precinct in front of all his men and stuff. It wasn't really an argument. It was more like she was shoving it in his face. It's like, I'm better than you. Yeah, but then he throws it and he's like, don't think that you're that much better it than me. It was a one-way argument. <laughs> yeah. It was one calm person and one person going like, oh, damn it. Fuck. Leave me alone. So what What exactly is it that he's not on the up and up about? Mm. Sounds like he's some kind of informant. Yeah, that he's keeping someone else abreast of what the... The rich people are paying off the police. Right. Now, the guy that he's talking to, though, uh, which is not Bancroft, it is uh, the other black guy that Demi the Twin was talking to. Do you know what he's about? He, he uh, The the ghost guy works for him, right? The, the Are you a believer? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he works for the black dude's name, but I don't think we got his name yet. We actually haven't gotten his name yet. That's interesting. He's a mystery man. Mm-hmm. Is it Hemingway? Is oh, it not, not but Hemingway? we see him twice in this show. When did we? When else did we see him? Okay, so we see him when Demi goes back, and Demi's giving him his little reprimand, like, right. Oh, don't kill Kovach. That is my problem. Right. And the second time is when Kovach is. Uh, he goes and meet him in the the virtual reality world where. Uh, the, the, the lieutenant. Black, the is, black dude knew it was him. Yeah, he's like, I know it's not the it's not the lieutenant that we're supposed that or Captain Tanaka. Yeah, that we've been I've been having. And conversations that's where I get confused. There's Tanaka and then Kovach's Takashi. Takashi. Yeah. Tanaka Takashi. Oh, there's all the Japanese here. <laughs> His name is Hemingway, and he's played by Arnold Panak. Uh, IMDb has the ghost as just a uh, scary guy. So <laughs> scary guy. Yeah. So believer, uh, believer. He's a believer. Oh no! You said it. You said the thing. Uh, obviously, I can't wait to find out more about that character. What you know? What that means for the show. But I want to say is that I want more than anything as a spinoff show from this. I want a half-hour sitcom of odd couple-esque like sit- show where it's Elliot and Poe living together. Yeah. <laughs> I just love that. Like Poe is actually getting through to Elliot's daughter. Like he, you know, he he tells her to hit him and to, you know, basically work on some of the shit that she's going through. And it makes sense. It's a little weird, but it makes sense. And you don't really have to worry about Poe's, you know, emotions or physical feeling or anything like that, but uh, that just sets Elliot off, and he's just like, "What are you doing?" And then he just starts yelling at his daughter, which was like, 
like you you understand the trauma that she's going through. Yeah, you Elliot underst- drives me nuts. He just makes all the wrong decisions yeah. all the time. He just needs to sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> but then when he's out back at the bar and he's like, "So you're the hotel and the hotel is you. Does this hurt you?" And he drops a glass. And I'm like. Why would that hurt him? That doesn't make any sense at all. And he's like, no, but I can get angry. And he puts the fucking Gatling gun right oh, in his chest. Start- oh, but the thing, okay. The direction of the camera. I've never seen that before, but I loved it. I don't know if you noticed it, but it's like, where you, do you feel pain? And then it was kind of like a low shot that kind of looked like he's being belittled. Mm-hmm. But they kept that same shot, but they rotated it keeping his face in the center like it i don't know how else to explain it it just turned on an axis Uh from low to high and then it did this high awkward like really skewed angle and it was wide and it's like but i do get angry and it reminded me of like aeon flux (laughs) this wide angle like the, the 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 forehead's all huge and he's all there was something creepy about it where it's like but I do get angry with that camera angle. And I love that. Like I learned something with that camera angle. Like I want to use that for some of the camera work I do at work. And there you go. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's my thing. I was like, that was a beautiful shot, but I do get this angry. shot brought to you by altered carbon. <laughs> and then the other big part of the episode was we find out that Isaac did not kill his father, even though he has been parading around his father has a, 3D printer that's hidden that prints up cloned bodies of his father so that he can jump into. Um, but the whole thing was that he was just trying to prove himself to his father because he loves his father so much. So he would never have killed him. And, and uh, even though at one point Brinkoff does believe that he's Isaac's the one that kills killed him, uh, it's Kovach that's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why was it that he? It doesn't make sense that Isaac would be the well, one. Well, he was having these weird little flashbacks. Who was? Um, Kovac. Kovac. Okay. And then I guess he was he was remembering his childhood because you remember how. Um, actually, wait. Did they talk about it? No, they don't. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm almost jumping ahead here. I'm almost. Well, he was having flashbacks. Apparently, he knows something about killing your own family. Ah, fair so enough. He, so that's Which... why he said it's like it takes a very desperate deep soul to like want to kill your own father uh-huh. and so he's like but this kid doesn't have it isn't he doesn't got it in him no so it's like apparently. and the guy that was with him is was his husband boyfriend something that's what it looked like okay affectionate partner, partner. well at first I, I i don't know maybe i was just confused and this show has me being confused a lot but i thought it was like another one of their sons and then they were holding hands and i was like is it like an incest thing going on here? Like, oh no, they were there two in the brothers? beginning, like in the party where they had to bring in a something val- uh, rare. Uh huh. You can tell that they're a couple because every time he did, the son did something stupid at the party, he would come by and be like, "I'm sorry." It's like you're making a fool of yourself. They're acting like a couple, and he's like, "See, you know, but I, I, I don't know. I I, 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 I saw it off the bat. It's like that's his boyfriend. Okay, I, I, it just seemed like an older brother thing. One's in control, and one's out of control. And he's like, my, why is my boyfriend crazy? Why is it? basically the shit I always hear from any girlfriend I had? It's like, why? Basically, I'm like Bancroft's son, and all the girls are dating are like his boyfriend. Okay. They're always like, why are you like this? <laughs> I mean, it is a question that a lot of us <laughs> ask." you we don't have to be dating you we just like why are you like this yes that's true you're that meme of the guy pointing at himself in the mirror is like why are you like <laughs> why, this why you like this <laughs> why are you, why are you uh, this? was there anything else about this episode john that you wanted to talk about oh uh, yeah apparently carnage was still really butthurt that uh they saw his security footage because that's the whole reason why he lured them back there yeah it's to uh take him out in a cage fight because yeah. Like, didn't quite work out for him though, did yeah, it? Yeah, no. It did not. <laughs> and then he got his his creations killed. Like his, they used the rhino's horn, yeah, like Rhino Man, and and whatever they the other one was. Bystanders too, and like, <laughs> yeah. spectators. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, I did like how Ortega's were like really using her arm, her new arm, like a lot. And then she mentions it's like, hey. I like my new arm. It's <laughs> pretty badass. I mean, kind of makes the case for maybe getting a few more augmentations. Speaking of her arm, when she first used it on her boss, there was that, that final scene where she was talking about, like, you know, 
trying to get information off standing of her over him yeah and then she's like had her like right arm her new cybernetic arm ready to just bash his face in and then when she got what she needed she just kind of just did a little boop, slap with her left hand like, all right it's very mr here. miyagi of her yeah it's like boop. all right i'm done here I'm gonna, I'm gonna go kick ass somewhere else now uh brian was there anything else you wanted to say about this just that part okay i just want a robot arm i i want i want robotic parts as well it's like i could use a new new legs like was it it crowd where it's like i want a robot arm i want to use it for good nah fuck it i use for evil i don't remember that in the it crowd oh you don't i don't remember i think think we should do an an it crowd review oh we 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 can i I love that show (laughs) uh all right so that is episode six of Altered Carbon, the uh, man with my face, your face, somebody's face. It's a guy with a face. Uh, m- man with my face. Um, if you want to talk to me, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I have changed my Twitter handle, though. My new Twitter is at Mitchipedia G-E-R, G-E-R being for Geek Elite Radio. So at Mitchipedia G-E-R is my Twitter handle. Uh, John is also on Twitter as I am at Magic Bollocks and message me tell me what uh, body part you'd like to replace with robotics <laughs> and uh, Brian is also on Twitter but he's rarely on there but no. maybe if pe- more people interact with him he'll get on give me attention I need love at Angry Nin Angry Nin Angry and N-I-N okay I don't do anything special <laughs> is that a Nine Inch Nails reference no it's is a long story short for Ninja then. but no, it, more deeper than that. Secret of Nim, but you changed the M-H to Nen? No, okay. Nin is an old Japanese word for person. So you're an angry person. I'm an angry person. Uh, I, I wouldn't say you're that angry anymore. And I'm a weeb. Uh. That's why Why would some regular American kid know that word? <laughs> well, you could change it to Bakagaijin. Oh, okay, yeah. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekeliteradio.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming.